Hey everyone, this is Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart Coach, welcoming you to the podcast that helps entrepreneurs align results with God's truth. My mission is to free you from the struggle of how to bridge faith and business as a God-centered entrepreneur and to equip you to pursue success God's way. When that happens, we experience the joy of building a fruitful business that honors Him and serves His people. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Hustle with Heart podcast, everybody. I am excited to bring you this fourth episode in the Hustle with Heart Entrepreneur interview series with my good friend and sister in Christ, Sarah Keener. Now, Sarah and I have been in our network marketing business of Arbonne together, but we are not connected through our organizations, but we had the opportunity to meet at a retreat several years ago, and I can remember seeing her at our global training conference in 2015 and her being one of the two people I immediately ran to and said, I have accepted Christ. And it just was such a beautiful moment. So I'm excited for her to bring you her Hustle with Heart story today on the Hustle with Heart interview series. Let's dig in. Well, welcome everybody back to our next episode in the Hustle with Heart interview series. I personally am so excited for this one. So this is my friend, Sarah. I'm going to tell you about her, Um, but she has been such an amazing sister in Christ to me before I even knew what it meant to have sisters in Christ. I remember (laughs) running up to you at the global training conference for Arbonne in 2015, and I feel like you were there with your mom and one of your littles. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to you, I have the greatest news. I've accepted Christ. And I think the two of us just broke down in tears. So um, so let me tell you guys a little bit about Sarah. So Sarah is a health and wellness entrepreneur with Arbonne. She has been married to her husband, Matt, for 20 years. She has three beautiful kiddos, uh, 13, 9, and 5. And she has a lot to share with us today about persevering, really clinging to the Lord to be his hands and feet. So Sarah, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for asking. I'm just thrilled to dig into your story. So I'm just going to start there. So tell us a little bit about um, your health and wellness business. How did you come to it? How was that sort of God's divine interruption and whatever was happening before in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Well, 12 years ago, I was working as an interior designer. So I went to a private Christian university and got that degree and honestly got kind of the degree of my dreams and was working the job of my dreams. I, I was not one of those people um, that really was, was um, not happy. You know, I was very happy. I had a huge passion for what I did. But in the, at the end of the day, I had an 18-month-old little boy that I dropped off at daycare and I cried. I walked away and I just thought, gosh, when he's 18 years old, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to, I'm going to regret it. I'm going to regret it. And so I just really, um, I really just started praying for an opportunity. Honestly, I thought I knew, and I think this is a congruent theme in my life. And maybe I'll hopefully a lot of you can (laughs) kind of agree with this, but I thought I knew what was best. Right. So I prayed specifically that um, my husband would get a different job. So we could be, um, I could be a, a mama who was present, but I could do this, this field that I, that I truly had this passion for of design. And, um, and God answered the prayer 
in his time and in his way. And it was so perfect because he gave me what I didn't even know existed. Right. And so, you know, so good like that. So anyway, ended up, um, getting a call one day from my cousin who I trusted. Um, and she said, I'm going to start a business and I think you need to look at it. And I was her first phone call, her first vice president, um, and first business partner in her, in her business. And so just, you know, only God can do those things. It was crazy. And, um, I will tell you that I did, I, I literally was terrified of failing, but I ended up jumping in cause I felt like this was what God wanted me to do. And, um, this was, this was the answer to my prayer that I've been praying for. Right. So that's how I came into Arvon, um, 12 years ago. And, um, yeah, I can expound on any of that you want me to. So I would love to hear, I think sometimes where we get stuck is we think that I love what you said earlier, you know, we think we know best Mm -hmm. and that God often answers our prayers and directs us in ways that we that we could never have imagined. And of course, you know, exceedingly abundantly more, but I'd love to, for you to talk a little bit about how you felt like you knew this was him answering it. Because I think sometimes we think it's this voice on high (laughs) and it's so not, but, but what does that look like for you when you know you've been praying and you Mm -hmm. feel and see his answer? I think that, you know, for me, I've been praying specifically for him to provide an opportunity for my husband. And then I looked at it and said, but wait, he's saying, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity for your husband. This is your opportunity for your children. But I think the key in pursuing success God's way, as you always teach, is when you are praying for something, whether it's specific like I was, or maybe just a general answer because you're more wise than I was at 20-something years old, I think you have peace. Mm. I think you realize that there's this... this um, you know, we always pray for the peace that passes all understanding. And I think that that's when we know this is where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So take us through the, be- uh, the success from the beginning of your business. And then I know, which is what I want you to sort of unpack from there, some setbacks that you had and how that really challenged I think maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but how that sort of challenged what success looked like for you and what that hustle with heart journey looked and felt like. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as far as that, so we did, we obviously we jumped in into the business and, um, you know, I worked it alongside my job and that for about a year and a half, Aaron, you know, you know, this, and I don't, I, we, what you came in, you're a little, little younger than me in, in this, in the Arbonne world, but not much. I mean, we're, we're pretty congruent, I think, but at the time, you know, we only, um, we only could work face to face and we worked in living rooms and things of that sort. And so, you know, um, I think anything you do, you have to give up something that's a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. But what it looked like initially was I would go, um, to my day job and I would pack my car with my things that I needed at night to go teach health and wellness. And so I was giving up more time with that 18 month old that I was really my why, you know, as to why I started. So that's what it looked like initially for, for honestly, almost nine years. Um, and so that's that, but as far as like how we built our business, but what, it, what happened was in about a year and a half, Arbonne replaced my income. I've been building 
in the design world for seven years. I did walk away from that. And for the first time ever, I was home. I was a present mom. It was a dream come true. Um, but we had to grow our why from there because, you know, why you start isn't why you finish. Um, it's, it, it, it needs, you've got to invite God in to grow that. And so I knew part of the why that I started was because I saw my husband, who was a biologist with a couple master's degrees, working and hustling in his, his way, which is a little different than mine. But he wasn't um, joyful and there was no peace. And I just knew that there, God, there was something there, but it wasn't what was so hard, Aaron, is we didn't know what it was. You know, we didn't know what that was, but we trusted that it was something and we would figure it out if I just kept working it. And so a year and a half, uh, so basically built the business alongside my job, took a year and a half to replace my income and my career that I've been building clients in. Uh, for seven years, just a year and a half, walked away from that job, pregnant with my second out of three babies, and earned um, what's called Arbonne's White Mercedes. So that's called Regional Vice President. There's four promotions in Arbonne. That's the third promotion. And then probably a year and a half after that, my husband called and said, hey, you know, um, Arbonne's replaced my income. I want to follow my heart and not a paycheck anymore. And I don't know what that looks like. And so we did a lot of praying at that point because he what he didn't know where to go. Um, and so he ended up leaving biology. We, we went into financial advising. He's had his own office for three to three-ish years as a financial advisor. And Aaron, he did so well. We were making more in money than we had ever made. We were traveling way more, but he was miserable. Mm. absolutely miserable. So it's like he went from being not okay to really not okay. And I just thought, where, what are we doing? Like, Lord, we were still praying. We're like, guide us, guide us. But we all know that he has reasons for every step, right? Cause he guides us and, um, ended up basically in 2015, um, well, 2014 realizing after he, he left a, um, financial advising firm to go to another one. And, um, we found ourselves within one hour, literally I had my meeting for my team came home. He said, I need to talk to you. I said, I need to talk to you. I said, you go first. He said, well, we're being sued by the other financial firm. Um, and I can't go into this, my other job that he had secured already. Um, and he, and I said, well, I need to talk to you. I, I think I'm pregnant. We just given away every baby thing we owned three months prior. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, you don't have a job. We don't have insurance, right? Cause I'm an entrepreneur and, and, uh, we, he carried us there. So anyway, that happened in the summer of 2014. And I honestly found myself, Aaron, completely face up on the floor God allowing for my world to crash forward, being the planner, the achiever, the activator mm. that I am, right? You can so relate. Yes. But God allowing so much to happen in an hour for me to realize my husband's unemployed. We have to insurance. We're in a lawsuit. Like, and my team wasn't thriving. It wasn't thriving. Um, I had airy managers leaving and, and, but honestly, that was the least of my worries. It really was. I knew God would provide in that, but I just, I had no place to look, but up, mm. which was the most terrifying, but amazing like experience of my life. And mm. so, yeah, that summer was, was a blessing because the first time ever Matt was home, he was home from July to October 
not working. And we knew in that moment, Dave Ramsey people, that um, we could buckle down, we could reprioritize our finances, and we could live on my income. So we did. And that's what we ended up doing. And um, he ended up, um, literally, God showed him what his dream had always been. That we've been praying for, for so long, but it took us to be still for that season. You know, literally, like, just faces up in the air. What do you want us to do? And finally, Matt goes, you know what? I've always just wanted to fly airplanes. If you really want to know the truth, that's all I've ever wanted to do my entire life. So I'm like, go fly airplanes, babe. Let's make lemonade out of lemons. And I don't know how you're supposed to fly airplanes, but like, go figure it out. So he almost got his, um, his private, um, during he handled all the lawsuit and did all the things. And I continued to get my mind around being pregnant with a third unexpected and, and really carrying the weight, um, for our family. And, um, he ended up going into, um, that new job in October and, um, was there just about a year realizing, gosh, this is not where we're supposed to be. I really cannot pursue where God wants me to be with flight if I have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So literally in um, October of um, 2015, he completely quit his job. We cried in the kitchen. We jumped off the ledge. I, thankfully, we didn't know where we were jumping. <laughs> and he, um, you know, he didn't have any income until uh, 2018. And he literally pursued flight across the country. God connected him with a really successful local businessman. And he got this businessman into flying. This businessman bought three airplanes. And all the meantime, Matt didn't get paid, but he flew this businessman. And and that's how he actually was able to pursue um, all of the certifications that it takes. So any pilot listening knows it's a lot of time and a lot of money, but God provided. We had no debt coming out of that. And um, we had a third a third baby. Um, and then basically and kind of speed you up to now, um, in 2016, there was just a lot of hardship that occurred. It, I called the years 2014 to 2018, really my refining years, the worst years of my life, <laughs> but the best years of my life. Um, and in, yeah, in 2016, my, um, best friend was killed in a car wreck on December 8th. And, um, we, that was just like tragic. I just gone out to see Tony Robbins, um, the week before she watched my youngest, my baby. And the week after came home to that news. And, um, six days later, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, went, walked through that year with my mom and with, you know, her husband and her twins that were, um, that survived the car, the car crash. And, um, Honestly, Aaron, I felt like in those quote refining years, I really felt like I took on all these backpacks. Um, If you've ever read Jenny Allen, um, she has incredible books. Anything changed my life. Yep, me too. That book, Um, total surrender. And no, no um, accident that I was reading that during the summer of 2014. So if you guys are like, I need surrender in my life read the book. (laughs) It'll terrify you, but it will set you free in a way um, that you've never. And then I was reading um, one of her other books, but, you know, thinking about nothing to prove, I think. And I realized I was, I had carried all of these backpacks of quote, what I 
was caring and what I was responsible for. And I put all this pressure on myself because I was the only income earner in our family. I was supporting my husband through a very expensive flight endeavor. We Then I carried this backpack of these twins and you know, their, their dad. And like, he came to me and I was his person because he didn't have a person (laughs) anymore. So there was so much refining, I will say. And finally, um, at the beginning of 2019, I realized I didn't have any backpacks and the perceived backpacks I had of what I thought I was carrying, I took off. And it was honestly the year of God to bring me back and realize everybody's good I was the one that did it the whole time, not you. And you know what? I'm going to remind you of who you are in 2019. So the year 2019 was totally reminding me of who I was in Mm -hmm. him. So anyway, that's, there's so much there. And I think, you know, we all as entrepreneurs go through these places where entrepreneurship gives us so much freedom, but in that freedom, I think we tend to take on backpacks you know, because we think, well, I have the freedom. I can help this person. And that's why I wanted to be an entrepreneur so that I would be available and I could help these people. And, but at the same time in that service, you know, it's, we're sort of going, 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 going. And one of the things that you said in the bio that you sent me was, you know, this shift from do to do plus trust. And I think we are very good doers and we're not always clear you know, that what we think we need to do isn't really what God needs us to do at the time. Mm -hmm. So we take those things on, which is just, I I, I don't know. I think there's so many lessons in that. Tell us about 2019 and where, where did that shift happen and how did you come to the place where you could start to strip off those backpacks and, and how did you lean into the Lord in the middle of that? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I had a conversation with just a God-led wise woman. Um, I'd gone to her house to actually present the business information to her and the product and, and the whole thing. But honestly, you know, God used her to minister to me. And basically there was a, just a really pertinent conversation. And um, she just said, you know, how are you doing? I kind of shared and, and there was something pivotal. She said, she said, I said something about how, you know, my husband is incredible. He's like an old soul. So I will have to say prefaced into this. He said, he's always been one of those things where he, um, he's, you know, achiever and all of that. Like I'm this goal oriented person and he's always a good anchor. He's always wise and he's like anchoring me in God's truth. And so he wasn't in a, he was frustrated, but he wasn't like stressed. Like I was like, when are you going to get this flight job? And when can we move out of this season? And, and, um, you know, I was telling her, I was encouraging him to pursue some avenues, um, as far as looking into some different careers. And she, she said, does your, does your consistent encouragement, does he resent you for that? Mm. And I was like, he does. And she was like, okay, why don't you let it go? Why don't you go home and say, you know what? God's got this. You've got this. And I just trust you both. Wow. And I had that pivotal conversation with him 
Um, that was actually beginning of 2018 now that I think about it, but I had that pivotal conversation with him and that's when I really start taking the backpacks off and then realized I was in a pit in 2018 through just some different things the Lord led me to and had this awakening of, yes, you're positive, but you're in a pit and you've got to figure out how to climb out. Because I saw my husband now employed at the end of 2018 and I'm like, everybody's moving forward. But I had this word stuck. Like I felt stuck and I'm like, I'm not in a good place. Right. And so I just kind of just laid it before the Lord. And I said, you've got to replace every weed in my heart with truth. And you've got to remind me of who I am. Right. So yeah, he did. He reminded me who I, of who I was. There were some achievements that occurred that when you're an achiever, that is how you really get a lot of joy. And God did design you that way, but it can become a weakness when that's the only place you get your joy and you don't have a strong identity in Christ. Yes. And that's where he had said, now you have an identity in me let me restore some achievements. And so he did that for me, just some personal achievements in my business and reminded me of who I was. And so that was kind of 2019 and how I kind of entered into 2020. So, wow. Well, and so powerful because, you know, one of the things that we talk about in this pursuit of success God's way is that it's his definition, but where it starts is us knowing where our identity is and knowing that I'm also an achiever And so I tend to wrap my identity around achievement and while very, while different story, I think that he peels those layers back in us to get to the core of the first commandment. You will have no other gods before me. And then once we are there and we are steadfast and we are anchored to that, then he, he, it's, it's, I I think it's what he can trust. You know, I want to give you more, but I need you to be here first. I need you to be, you know, anchored to me first Mm -hmm. and then watch what I'll do. Yeah. I want you to want me more. That's it. It, You know, it's funny. I just want you to want me more than the title. Yes. Achievements and the accolades. And when you want me more, it will be as I want it to be, but it will come. And I think, and I know I didn't want him more Mm. in 2014. Mm-hmm. And that was the refinement years of, okay, Lord, I just want you more. Like, I want you to be glorified. I want to be your hands and feet. Like, I want you more than I want the thing yeah. of the title. Yeah. Yeah. How do you still struggle with that? Because as we know, it's not a checklist. It's not a one and done. It's a daily practice. So how do you work through that as a daily practice? I think as long as we're breathing, we'll, we'll struggle with it. And that's the beauty of having breath in our lungs is their struggle, which is opportunity for God to refine us. Right. So I, on the daily, it's just my time, like tithing the first part of my day with him. It's, I've got to be anchored in, in prayer and devotion. If I were to like twist the screen and you to see my books and, you know, my devotion and like, all of that, like if I'm not anchored in him first, then that day unravels. Yeah. And so it's, it's tithing that time and getting, getting still. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we don't think of time as what we would tithe because as entrepreneurs, most of us, what we want most is time. So we don't think, 
oh, well, I need to tithe time to the Lord too, because that's my first fruits. He gave me that time. You know, I woke up today and therefore he gets my first hour or whatever that is. Yeah. But I love the truth in what you're sharing is that as long as we're breathing, we will always have these challenges. This is, this is an ongoing process. Right. And leaning into him daily is staying clear on those priorities. Yeah. I just love that. I love it. <laughs> so I have two more questions for you. So um, if there were a, a phrase or a piece of wisdom that you could give to someone who truly wants to walk out the pursuit of success God's way, especially considering that in this time of upheaval, there will be more people starting businesses than ever. We know that more businesses are started in a down economy. Um, mm -hmm. What is that piece of advice that you would give? You know, any advice I would give for anyone is there's always, there's always God, there's always obstacles and opportunity and don't waste your pain. Don't waste it. Don't wait to waste divorce. Don't waste cancer. Don't waste a failed business or a missed opportunity. And right now there's pain. Don't waste it. You know, I mean, there, if we get centered in who we are, I think the biggest piece of advice I get, could give anyone in this time is to say, go out, be kind and be serve, serve and listen to the person and meet them where they are. And you know what? do it over and over and over again. And you know what? The people that weren't listening before, there you have their attention. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have their attention now. And be kind and be humble and go before people and say, this is what I'm about and this is how I want to help you, but get clear on what you're helping them with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, Aaron, help people basically with three things. We want to give people freedom. And we help them, um, we set them free with their health, um, with what we get to do with our health and wellness business. And we set them free with time and, and we set them free with their finances. And just imagine if we had a world that was free with health, time, and finances. That's pretty clear. How could they could, instead of looking down and living in a scarcity mindset, they can actually look at that up and out and say, what does God have for me? How can I give my extra to be his hands and feet? And they could really run and pursue a God-given purpose. So it's like meet people where they are, be kind, serve. And, um, you know, literally see the opportunity and the obstacle right now and know that God could use you and, and don't waste the pain. Yeah, that's awesome. So the last question that I have before we finish up, I ask all of my guests, and it's kind of a fun question, which is describe Sarah in three words. Oh, dear. <laughs> I listened to a podcaster more and I was like, I don't even know what to say. Um, I would say a God-led leader. That's perfect. I love that. That would be it. That's I, awesome. I, I, that's what I pray for. That's what I pray that God sends and I attract. And that's what I pray that I am first. Oh, so so yeah. good. Sarah, I want to thank you so much for making time this morning uh, to be on, to be my podcast guest and just to share your love and your God-given wisdom 
I think there's so there's so much rich message here, and I can't wait to see how our listeners take that forward. So thank you, my friend. Thanks for asking me. I so appreciate your time too. Absolutely. Take care. Seriously, another amazing entrepreneur interview in our Hustle with Heart entrepreneur interview series. I am dying to see what you guys think about this. Please leave some comments, leave a review. There's so much rich wisdom coming from these entrepreneurs. And, you know, one of the things that I know Sarah believes is that our businesses are how we get to be God's hands and feet to the world. So in this time where business looks different than it ever has before, how can we elevate how we use our businesses to truly serve his people and honor him to make an impact in the kingdom? Go leave a review, leave some comments, leave those five stars, and be sure to tune in next week for another great topic on the Hustle With Heart podcast. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Hustle with Heart podcast. I pray that it brings you value as you build a business that honors God and serves his people. If you find it valuable, please leave a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. For all things Hustle with Heart, visit my website, erinharrigan.com, where you can connect with me about personalized coaching, find the podcast, as well as my new book, Pursuing Success God's Way, a practical guide to hustle with heart. Follow me on Facebook as the Hustle with Heart Coach or Instagram as Aaron Harrigan Entrepreneur. I'm praying for you, friend, that your business will serve others in a greater capacity than you could ever imagine.